On today's episode, we are going to jump right back in to talking about back to school. I know that for a lot of us, it feels like it's still in the middle of summer, but at least in my family and at our home in Texas, We are already gearing up for back to school with officially we just hit the one month until my kids go back, which is wild to think. And while it's been a super fun summer, it also flies by these last few weeks. And so what I want to talk about today is how we can get your kids back to school ready, whether they're going to mom's day out for the first time, whether they're in preschool or entering into kindergarten or just going back to grade school, the new lunch set. I want to talk about how we can set your kids up for success so that they feel confident come lunchtime and that you have the peace of mind knowing that they are maximizing the time that they have to eat and be nourished for all the learning that's ahead. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Before we get into the content for today's episode, I just want to take a quick minute to tell Michelle from Michelle73532 on Apple Podcast, thank you so much for leaving me a review. Michelle shared helpful, informative, and an easy listen. Her review goes on to say, I've only listened to one episode, but I loved that it was only 24 minutes. I didn't feel overwhelmed listening, and I found it answered all of my questions about snacks before bedtime. I look forward to listening to many more as I have a very picky five-year-old. If you want to listen to potentially the episode that I assume it was that Michelle listened to, episode 40, it talks about bedtime snacks, all the intricacies, and episode 41 gives you some healthy suggestions for bedtime snack options. You can listen to those two episodes, again, episode 40 and 41. But more than pointing you to that episode as a standalone episode, I just want to thank Michelle and and each of you who, like Michelle, has left a review on Apple Podcast. Whether you are a rather first-time listener like Michelle, or you've been someone who's been following the show for a long time, your feedback is extremely encouraging to me, but it's also helpful to hear what things you like, things like the fact that these are always going to be under 30 minutes. You know, I I shoot for really around the 15 minute mark. Oftentimes I get a little wordy, especially if it's an interview or something else. But knowing these details, knowing what types of topics appeal to you, interest you, and really keep you engaged on a certain topic are so helpful for me to hear as feedback. But it also helps the Apple podcast and podcast world algorithms to know that this is a podcast that other people appreciate and it helps other moms like you to find out about the veggies and virtue podcast beyond of course what you can share from word of mouth but on the back end it just helps the efforts i'm putting into producing this show go a little bit further so i just want to take a quick minute and thank you michelle for leaving me this review and also invite those of you who are a first-time listener or a long-time listener who have not yet left a review to please consider just scrolling down right here while you listen to me. You don't even have to stop or pause this episode. You can just scroll down and leave a short review sharing what your thoughts are about the show or what has been most impactful for you with feeding your family. Now, moving into the context of today's episode, 
I'm not sure whether or not you've listened to last week's episode yet, but I talked about the five key things that I think are the more essentials of back to school lunch packing supplies. Of course, there's a million items out there that are cute or fun or novel, but not necessarily needed or necessary. And so in last week's episode, I shared with you the five lunch packing essentials that I think can be really, really helpful and you'll get the best bang for your buck out of. If you were on it and you listened to that episode and you automatically went ahead and started ordering some of the items that you either knew you needed personally or that you heard me share about on the show, hopefully you're starting to see some of those supplies come in so that you're feeling stocked and ready for back to school. The second thing to that that I want you to consider having on hand as we go into the context and the conversation of today's show is what your child's school schedule is going to be in the upcoming year. Whether or not your child's preschool or school has released that, whether or not you've had Meet the Teacher or some of those insider info nights yet or not, you may not have this information yet, but it's really, really helpful as we talk through some of the things that we're going to get into on today's show for you to have that insight so you know what time is lunch happening, when and how often are snack breaks. You know, are they having a snack break in the morning right when they get there? Do they get one in the afternoon? Or are they gonna be coming home starving because they haven't eaten since an 11 a.m. lunch and they're not getting home until three? Panning out this, because if you followed the show earlier on this summer, as I talked about my level up snack guide and things like that, and looking at these rhythms and routines of how we effectively space our kids' eating opportunities out and how we balance the different options that we're offering them, through this so we know how much food do they need to fuel. Of course, we don't get to control the volume of what they eat, but we can be more intentional as parents and as nutritional gatekeepers in thinking through what are we offering for breakfast, for lunch, for snacks, so that it's helping to stabilize our children's not just appetite levels, but also energy levels throughout the school day. So make sure to be thinking through not just your supplies list, but also the schedule that's to come for your kids, because that is going to be one of the biggest things that we want to begin role playing and working through as a family in however much time you have between now and school beginning. So I want that to be what you consider as step number one. The first thing that you can do to prepare yourself and your child for back to school is yes, order or buy the supplies that you need for lunch packing and snacks at school. With that, have it also be your impetus. Maybe once you've placed the order and you're waiting for it to arrive, if you ordered it online or something, to seek out information, see if it's on the school website, see if they've sent it out, look through the new parent packet, whatever resources you have available, look through and see if they've given you a sample schedule so that you can begin to kind of sort through some of those things that you're going to need to be ready for come the first day and first week of school in terms of the meal and or number of snacks that you're needing to send and how that might influence what types of items you're putting in those meals and snacks based off of the time span between each given eating opportunity. Once we know what supplies we're gonna be using and what type of schedule our child is going to be on for the school year, we want to begin thinking through this a little bit more strategically. For the purposes of today, I want to be equipping you to help equip your kid on how to unzip that lunchbox, how to open their bento box, how to eat within the time that's allocated, and ultimately be able to clean up with a full tummy. So what I want you to work on are helping them open the elements of their lunch. So if you are using a bento box, 
as I was mentioning, go and look at the pros and the cons for the different bento boxes. Because from experience, I can tell you some of them are trickier to open than others. And so if you have a two-year-old, I mean, if you have an eight-year-old, it may not matter because they probably have the dexterity and the fine motor abilities to open pretty much any of them. But specifically, if you know your child is younger or your child has some developmental delays that may, you know, delay their abilities to do some of these things, or if you know your child has anxiety around eating or will face other challenges with transitioning back to school, you want the feeding experience to be as routine and predictable as possible those first few weeks. So feeding them lunches in their lunchbox for the practice, but also for the confidence building and helping just calm their disposition when it comes time to eat will be really helpful. So again, to review, tip number one, make sure you have ordered your supplies if there's new things that you need for back to school in terms of lunches and snacks. Number two, we want to be practicing opening their lunch boxes or bento boxes. If your child is going to take items that are, say, in a Ziploc or a Tupperware or something that's not kind of the standard bento box, totally fine, totally up to your family's personal preference. However, again, you want to begin practicing these items and how they open them. And if you expect them to close them afterwards, if, say, they don't finish a given item and they're going to keep it in their lunch bag, you want to make sure that they also know how to reseal them so that those goldfish crackers don't end up all over the bottom of their backpack. Third, we want to talk about packaging. Because if you're someone who tends to order, or or, excuse me, purchase items that are individually packaged, there's going to be more products for your child to open up in their given lunch. And we don't always think about this, but I've spoken with so many different preschool and early elementary teachers about how helpful it can be as parents in those early days to pre-open things. It might be peeling apart the string cheese container. It might be, you know, just doing a little tear in the bag so our kids have something that's kind of started for them and they know exactly where to tear. But I would encourage you to think through as you set up your child with this bento box. Also, give them the items that you foresee starting to offer them. Again, we'll go into this in a deeper dive in the next episode, but for the purposes of this episode, we are focusing on fine motor practice skills. We are looking at equipping them with those life skills that they're going to need to eat. So, you know, helping them know how to open a string cheese or whatever type of cheese maybe they have, or put a straw in a juice box, or tear a bag of crackers so they're not exploding everywhere, but they're able to do it. Because every time a teacher has to help a child, God bless those teachers, they're helping so many little kids as best they can. But what's happening is it's slowing down the process of a mealtime experience when they have to help 15 kids open different items or different elements in their lunchbox. And ultimately, that time that your child is seated there and waiting for their packaging to be opened, it's a missed opportunity for them to be eating. And so when kids often already struggle with how to self-pace themselves at a given meal, and they struggle with knowing how to, you know, eat, quote unquote, enough to to have their fill before the mealtime is over, what we want is we want to make sure that we are optimizing each moment of their mealtime so that they can eat as much as they feel comfortable doing without unnecessary delays due to packaging. So practice with just some of what the go-to lunches you think your child might be taking those first few days are and get in the habit of kind of seeing which ones do they struggle with. Because it might be something as simple as you just send it a different way or instead of sending like a package of crackers, it's an individually packaged one you might get to start saving yourself some money because you're using a bento box. You can buy a bigger bag and just pour them directly into the little basin of the bento box rather than needing to send 
a package of crackers that is already individually portioned. So play around with some of these things and you'll learn a lot in the coming weeks as you prepare prepare for back to school about what is the most efficient and effective way for your child to eat lunch at their school and given their age and developmental abilities. The next thing that I wanna talk about in terms of these supplies are water bottles. Depending on where you live, it stays hot here until almost Christmas, it feels like, but at least into November. And so our kids are definitely refilling their waters during the day. And so you wanna make sure, again, that this isn't something that your child needs tremendous assistance with. Teachers are excellent at offering a hand, but we wanna make sure that your child understands if they do need a refill, that they could exit the classroom if they're in, say, elementary school, you know, I'm thinking of kindergartners specifically, that they could go out to the water fountain with their water bottle, unscrew the top, refill it, and put it back on. So making sure that your kids know how to open and close their lunch boxes, any packaging or snack items that you might be sending, as well as water bottles can be a huge help. And last but not least, I just want to speak to the time that we're talking about. If you're going to go ahead and practice with these lunch boxes, go ahead and also practice doing something that's within the time of what your child might have. So rather than having it be one that they can go and come back to and maybe some of the leisurely lunches that they've had this summer, put your child in a situation that it might be a little bit more stimulating. You might be at a park where there's a lot going on around them or a picnic in the backyard where there's just other new elements that could be distracting them and help pace them through the say 15, 20, 25, 30, depending on how long your child's lunch is at school, help pace them through that process. So they know that one, they don't get to get up if they're already, if they're done before the time is up, but two, they also don't get additional time if they're not done within that time. So you can set a timer, but I think then the kids tend to focus on the timer. And like, if you're using a visual timer, like a sand timer, they're watching the sand disappear. And that's not really doesn't really translate to the school time experience. So I think it can be more helpful to have them help you set a timer on your phone so they see, hey, buddy, you're gonna have 20 minutes to eat lunch. So we're gonna help, you know, you can help me set the 20 minute timer on my phone and we're gonna enjoy this experience of eating lunch together. But when the timer goes off, it's done. And maybe help pace them. Oh, looks like it's halfway through lunch. Oh, looks like we have about five minutes left. Just the way that their teachers are going to help guide them through that and help pace them at their lunch so they know when it's getting close to the end. I would encourage you to do that, but help them to gauge how much time that's going to be for them if you know eating within a more structure, routine lunchtime over summer hasn't been something that's been as habitual for your family. So to recap, make sure you have ordered your lunch tools. If you wanna know some of my favorite bentos and lunch bags, go back and listen to episode 146 from last week. Then make sure that you are practicing opening those lunch boxes any packages you plan to send, either for snack or within a lunchbox, practice filling and refilling water bottles independently. And last, make sure that you are practicing within some sort of a time frame of what your child's lunch may be. Doing these five things is going to help make the transition to back to school and how the new routine goes with snacks and lunches so much easier. But if you want more resources to help support you to eliminate the mental fatigue and give you some really easy visuals 
of what you could be packing and sending or what you could be equipping your child to pack for themselves in their own lunch boxes for their own snacks. Make sure that you take advantage of the back to school sale I'm running on my combination cards. If you've been around here a while, you know that these are a digital or in print option that I offer families to give you simple yet satisfying breakfast, lunch, and snack ideas. Each card shows you how you can combine different foods so that you can come up with well-rounded yet really easy meal and snack ideas that you can eat at home or that you could pack and send four times like school. To go ahead and add these to your back to school arsenal of the supplies that you may find really helpful for getting you set up for success in the school year, kind of coming up with some of these sample rhythms and routines in advance of the school year, make sure that you get in on my back to school sale on these. You can scroll down in the show notes to click the link or you can go to veggies and virtue dot com forward slash cards and that's going to show you both the digital combination cards that you can have available on your phone at a discount or you can order my cards that are in print and they're also on sale but they are of course a little bit more extensive because it's a print product that um, is on kind of like a laminate paper so you can wipe it clean sticky fingers or no problem with these but a really great visual tool either way for you to use yourself and with your family It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there. And it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at veggies and virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.